I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is why women monkey branch. If you are unfamiliar with the term, monkey branching is the phenomenon in which a woman leaves one relationship and very quickly enters into another. And generally, the gap between relationships is so small as to preclude the possibility that she didn't already have the second relationship lined up before she pulled the trigger on the first. Hence, monkey branching, in which the monkey doesn't let go of the first vine until she has a firm grip on the second. Now, almost all men have had this happen to them at some point in their lives, and it can be, though it doesn't necessarily have to be, a painful experience. However, as with much having to do with women, understanding can do much to mitigate the pain. Today, I'm going to explain to you why this phenomenon is so prevalent, which should help you to accept reality and move forward. First, if you haven't done so already, I would highly encourage you to check out my episode, Women Treat Men the Way Men Treat Jobs, because that will provide the appropriate context for the following talk. Now, if it is true that women treat men the way men treat jobs, then we have to enter into let's say, a corporate frame of mind when attempting to understand female mating and dating behavior. And if you've ever worked in the corporate world, you know that the biggest jumps in compensation that you're likely to receive over the course of your career don't occur when you're promoted within a company, but when you lateral to a different company. The same is true in dating and there are many rational principles in play that conspire to create these incentives. Let's go through a few of them. When you're initially hired at a company, the process is usually protracted. Just like in dating, these conversations can occur over several months, as both parties are kinda trying to figure out whether they can do business, what that would look like, and how they can negotiate the best deal for themselves. This is because, despite the fact that both parties need each other, there is a fundamental antagonism between their aims. Namely, management wants as much work for as little money as possible, and labor wants as much money for as little work as possible. And so long as these classes exist, this will never change. By the same token, all things being equal, men want as much sex and freedom for as little time, energy, and money as possible, and women want as much time, energy, and money for as little sex and freedom as possible. Behind all the fun and excitement, the courtship phase of a relationship, just like an extended hiring process, is basically two people figuring out what kind of business they can do together and negotiating what they're willing to give up for what they expect to receive in return. People will balk at this but that's the way it is. It often doesn't seem like it's the way it is because just like in business, negotiating too explicitly is gauche. Like if you want a job, you can't tell your potential employer, look, I could care less about your mission and your culture. You're going to use my skills to increase your profit and I'm going to use your brand to increase my income. And if I'm going to trade my time for money, I want as much money as I can get. And since I have a few other offers, what I want to know is, can you give me a better deal? Because all things being equal, I'm going to go with the organization that pays me the most. You're going to come off as mercenary and sociopathic, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is not 
the subtext of hiring negotiations. Also, keep in mind that any company that shamed a potential employee for prioritizing the bottom line would only do so tactically, like because it's in their best interest to do so. As making employees believe that they should work for things other than money allows companies to functionally receive the same amount of labor for a smaller expenditure of money, which increases their profit. But yeah, I digress. In any case, once this protracted negotiation is finalized, that is, once you decide how much money you're willing to receive to compensate for the expenditure of your time, you're going to be anchored at that level as long as you remain at that company. This means that it's going to be very, very hard to get a large raise at that company because all raises will be proportional increases from that negotiated price point. You could get 5% here, 10% there, but you won't ever double your money by remaining loyal. That will only occur if you successfully negotiate a different anchor at a new company. Big bumps in comp don't happen internally, they happen laterally. The same is true for relationships. Big bumps in title and lifestyle generally don't happen internally, they happen laterally. And on the occasions they do occur internally, they generally occur in order to retain someone who has received a better offer elsewhere and is willing to leave. Just keeping it real. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this video to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You may also consider hitting the super thanks button. It's those three little dots in the lower right hand corner and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this message. Those donations keep this channel going and I really appreciate your support. Now, all this kind of begs the question, if the first company can buy an employee's labor for X dollars, why would some other company pay 1.5X dollars for the same labor? I will tell you why. The reason why the second company is willing to pay significantly more for a poached employee is that on a longer time frame, this strategy is cheaper for the company than developing its own talent. How does that work? Well, if a company were to hire someone from scratch without any real experience and without any real proof of ability, then that company is running a risk. After investing in their training and development, many of these employees don't pan out in the long run or they simply lateral to other companies once they have been trained and developed. And unless you run a company that intentionally grinds through unskilled temporary labor, this approach to hiring will likely prove expensive or even unsustainable. On the other hand, an employee that has already been trained, has already been developed, and has already demonstrated proof of ability is much less of a risk. Poaching companies pay more because they have functionally outsourced the due diligence and training processes. This means that not only will there be less time, energy, and money wasted in cultivating employees that don't go the distance, but there will also be a lower likelihood of future lateral movements as they are paying above market value for the labor in question. Consequently, these companies pay more because it saves them time and buys them longer loyalty. But make no mistake, they only seem to pay more. If churning through short-term employees weren't more expensive, they would do that instead. The same is true in dating. 
and this explains why we see monkey branching far more commonly in women than we do in men. Churning through short-term relationships is much more expensive for women than it is for men. Furthermore, demonstrated proof of competence and ability in men is much more attractive to women than demonstrated proof of sexual availability and experience in women is to men. A woman who has been trained and developed elsewhere is less appealing to men than one who has not. At this point, you might be saying, okay, Orion, well, all that makes sense, but why do women have to do this from within their current relationship? Why don't they have the integrity to break things off with the first man before they go looking for the second? I will explain this to you. This is because, just like in business, it would be incredibly stupid to quit your job before you have another opportunity lined up. And this is true for two reasons. First, it's stupid because you don't actually know how long you will remain unemployed. Because whether you are hired isn't up to you. So unless you are independently wealthy, you may not be able to float the employment gap if the market is inhospitable. And if you are independently wealthy, why are you looking for a job? And second, it's stupid because you will be able to negotiate a more competitive salary at your next position if you both A, retain proof of your employability, and B, have another confirmed bidder for your labor, your current employer. And once again, the same is true in dating. These reasons in conjunction with the fact that women generally have relationship goals, whereas men do not, and the fact that women operate under shorter time horizons than men do, are sufficient to explain not only monkey branching behavior in general, but also its increased prevalence in women relative to men in particular. Just one final word. Men, if this happens to you, don't take it personally, King. When women do this, you have to understand that it's just business. But you might also consider that you're being given a gift. Why? Well, think about it. When were you most loyal and committed and hardworking? When you first joined the company or when you've been working there for several years? When you first joined, of course. When you take on new talent, they are generally thrilled at the opportunity to be there. On the other hand, you may end up paying more and more just to keep a disgruntled employee from leaving. People price themselves out of relationships all the time. Let the new guy overbid for your used merchandise. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You can also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.